0: Loyal listeners, uh welcome to another episode of Bod Gasa, a podcast made by and for people bored of shit. That's us. Um so I'm Ryan. I'm the I guess you'll call host, but no one's really a host. Who gives a shit? Um this is <laughs> who just left? Is that Colin? <laughs> Colin? Kevin? Who
1: gives a shit?
0: Um so I'm joined by guests Colin to my left. Hello. Julian had a straight ahead looking the at a half-patient
1: you. guy who earlier today had a good cry. Wow. Damn rhyme too. <laughs> write
0: that down. <laughs> and Patrick, my
1: right. How's it going?
0: Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come with That's a... That's my defining <laughs> I
1: didn't with a fat rhyme to bust out. That's, That's why All
0: right. So, a so. little smaller, more intimate crowd than the last podcast. Um... <laughs> So, each of you hopefully brought something to the table to talk about. Let's start with Patrick. I can tell you're smiling, so you're eagerly waiting to tell what your topic
1: is. So, let's get to it. I wanted to talk about my dreams that I have. I have wild, wacky, hallucinative dreams that are incredibly vivid. <laughs> Great fodder for conversation. And I, I write them down. But
0: he does. He I talks have, about like, them in the show.
1: Yeah. I. That's, like, the best way to remember them. Like, I'll wake up, and I have to go somewhere. So... I don't have time to write it down right then, so I have to, like, keep it fresh in my memory so when I take a shower in the morning, I'll keep telling myself the dream, and then I'll be able to remember the details. And then I, like, make a bullet point, less a summary, like, outline. You know, I write a real essay style. So you, you, that's, that's interesting, is how you record it, but first we can, I want to get into that first week, can go ahead and share share. Yeah. I had one that I wanted to share, but then I reread it, and it's just, like, it's kind of dark. It was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, and so I wanted to share a different one. And I found one from uh just under a year ago. And it's just totally wacky. So here I go. It's not it's not very long. I think this is my shortest one probably. I was in an older general. Oh
0: it's oh you're reading it verbatim? <laughs> I I mean I'll read
1: some of it. I, I don't really remember it perfectly well because it was so long ago, but I do okay. have I remember some of it. I was an older gentleman, (laughs) mid-50s. I was an archaeologist. I had three other archaeologist companions with me. There was two guys that were like my age. Mid-50s? Yeah, mid-50s. Did they Uh, have names? I didn't know their names. Uh, And then there was a third person who was a teenage girl named Vika, and she was Russian. And she was a character from the movie The Darkest Hour that came out in 2011 that I had watched the day before. And so she, this character from the movie, showed up in the dream. And she was an archaeologist, too. And the four of us were in a gray warehouse. And every, the warehouse was made of concrete. Everything inside the warehouse was made of concrete. Concrete shelves, walls, floors. Um, I hope so. Concrete cobwebs. <laughs> concrete, concrete. Concrete. <laughs> <like. laughs> so... Vika explained she had heard a legend about a group of rebellious Soviet figures who had gained a moderate public following during the early years of the Soviet Union. The party was led by an unidentified man who sought to seize control of the nation through means of populism. Legend has it, in a show of dominance, Stalin mailed the party head, the corpse of Leon Trotsky, wrapped in duct tape and adorned with a sparkling red bow. And it was that corpse that we were there looking for as archaeologists in our mid-50s with a teenager. We were looking for the body of William Trotsky. So, Wait a second. like, what? You got questions? This is the, the intro, so we might as well hold off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, you're right. I can just hit it's, it no, the it's story. about it's halfway over. Yeah, in, in the shower, and I was like, where is Trotsky's body? Um, but no, like, classic Scooby-Doo. Like, I was looking around the room, and I moved, like, a box and it a concrete worked, concrete like it, yeah, a concrete, literally a concrete box, and it moved a concrete bookshelf out of the way, and revealed like a passage full of concrete passage. books, and down this concrete passage led to a giant concrete, concrete. room. <laughs> you could say it was full of concrete secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a concrete table in the middle, and on the table, in the center of the room, was Trotsky's body. The concrete box? <laughs> no, but he was wrapped in duct tape, so he was gray like he concrete. Was, he
0: was wrapped in concrete. He was wrapped in duct tape.
1: So we started an autopsy to make sure that this was actually his corpse. And after we like soon after we started, I had to leave to take a phone call. And on the other end of the line was Stalin. And he told me he knew that we had discovered Trotsky's body <laughs> and that he had a sniper on the warehouse the looking through the concrete windows and he was it was aimed at Vika. And then I remembered like in this conversation I had like a flashback to my past my my mid 50 years of living. I realized that so I yeah around 24. Well, I I probably was well I was young because the thing was I remembered that holy shit I was the party leader that this body was mailed to originally in the first place. And Stalin had my phone number because I was actually a double agent for the reds. Is it copyrighted? No. It was like a Nokia, so that's like essentially. So, so it is a concrete. It was either everything was either physically or metaphorically concrete. So I remember that I was a double agent and I was like, I'm actually working for the other side, so I gotta call this mission off. But I still felt bad for my archaeologist comrades. So uh, <laughs> comrades. Yeah, so I went in. I went in, and I was like, Alright everybody, uh just go home. Like, just don't ask questions, just, just go home. And I was like, Vika, you should you should leave. You especially uh, Everyone's gonna go and well, You've got to get out of
0: here. Actually, if sniper. anything, just take one step to your left. Just... <laughs> she had, yeah, she had the
1: sniper trained on her, so I was like, "You should definitely leave." And she said, "Okay," and then left in Russian. Uh, but before the other three of us left, we moved the corpse to the other side of the room so that we could hide from like the window, so they couldn't see us through the window anymore. And then we secretly continued the autopsy. So I actually turned. Bad. like I was like a double agent and then I went one more flip so I was like back on the a- side. So you weren't going to leave that concrete room without concrete. Exactly. Yeah. So then this is where the whole dream like went to absolute shit. This is like the very end.
0: Okay. Got it. We're, like we were I, I saw that.
1: Yeah well I, it kind of made sense. It was like Russian themed but <clears when throat> I, like zoomed, like my vision like zoomed out and I saw an external view of the building And I was watching Stalin lead his Red Army against the droidicas from Star Wars, like the ones that are ball-shaped with the force fields. Yeah. And a Red Army soldier lobbed a grenade and blew the bottom half of the droidica's body off. And the droidica like, screamed like a person and, like, was writhing on the ground. And then its little droidica children came out. And it was, like, trying to protect them from the firefighting. And I was like, it doesn't know. It doesn't know that it's a robot. It's so dumb. It, like, it's not even alive. It doesn't even know. And then, <laughs> in, all, in all the chaos, Vika, like, slips out, sees the chaos, and she puts on a disguise. And she disguises herself as Dora the Explorer. And just slips away. Like, she just goes into the stream of Droidica refugees that are hiding from the Red Army. And just leaks. Maybe I was just I, it was her dream and I was just riding along. But that was it. I woke up after that and I was just like, I didn't know what to think. I still don't know what to think. Dude, that kind of makes me wonder if there's like a chick named in Russia that had the exact same dream but from her perspective. <laughs> but from her perspective, she's just with three guys in their mid fifties. Was, was there anything going year? on? How? How? When did you When did you dream this? It was like a year ago. I had just watched The Darkest Hour, so that's where Vika came it. from. What would the, the movie? Does the movie have anything to do with like theology or I don't know? It's, it's an alien invasion. Concrete. Movie. It it takes place in Russia though. So uh, I think that's why I was thinking about Russia. Russia. I
0: wonder if a concrete mason in his fifties also had the same dream, but it was a nightmare to him because they were all it trying would have to been destroy a this great dream. Yeah, a but, but then there was a sniper that could have potentially right. destroyed this concrete building. hole yeah. a concrete
1: mason lives in a concrete house.
0: <laughs> I wonder if his dream, like archaeologist, or his dream, uh, architecture is just all concrete, concrete bed. Concrete Maybe he wood has notice. nightmares of
1: like wooden He's a concrete. Bitch. It's not he, structurally sound. Concrete,
0: concrete slab. slab. That it's just
1: drywall. He drinks in concrete. He, he dreams daily. in
0: concrete thoughts.
1: I worked with a guy who was in concrete. He Like he was into it. No, like that's what he does. For him, and then Thursday, Friday, he'll Does he mix it? I, I hope guess. he doesn't. <laughs>
0: does he mix the concrete? He mix it. He, he would lose. tell me
1: stories about how. Uh, they were just like booze it up, like waiting for like the concrete trucks to come to like pour it. Dude, you get trash? Yeah, is that why the streets are fucked up everywhere? <laughs> yeah, no I mean, the dude doesn't drink anymore, but he went to UMass in like, was was the done? early nineties, and he came out in that hall, so. and that he, fall He literally goes, "There's nothing like climbing up a ladder to paint a house half fucking uh, shit face." Half a Paint a house with concrete? Yeah, it's like <laughs> shit no, was, uh, was it a shit renaissance man? He was, like, renaissance creators? I mean, No, no What does a renaissance man mean? Like
2: a man A, a man ocean. who loves... Loves concrete.
1: Oh, okay. With many skills. I many concrete related skills. I get yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> an artist. <episode. laughs> That's really interesting.
1: What was that question you had? Oh, yeah, my question was... So what the fuck is wrong with you? you- <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm... But, so, like, when you write a dream down, you're talking a bit about your process, right? So, like, you wake up, and you don't write it down right then, it seems like. You wait until you get, you have to, you go to the shower, because you got to get up for work, right? Is that what yeah. it is? So you go to the shower, and you're, like, saying it to yourself to remember it. And then, you, when, when does it get, you said it. you bulleted it, and then turned it into a narrative. Is that right? Yeah. So, And when do you bullet it? On the way to work? Like, when you get to work? And then, or whenever, as soon as you can, and then you just take, like, an hour or whatever, like, whenever, after the fact, to write it into a narrative, once you have the bullets down. Yeah, I usually have the whole thing written down, like, within an hour of waking up. The whole thing? Oh, the whole, like, the whole, what you just read, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, since I can, like, see it still, I don't have to think, I just have to write it as fast as I can. And so I'm able to type like a t- two page dream in like 15 minutes. Because yeah. so you can, like, there's levels of like. Because when I think of having a dream written that, like, when I write out a dream, it's like there's that stilted, like, one thing happens then, like, I and you got it. I got it from a certain, like, one thing happens then, just kind of like. And then this ha And then there's a Stalin calls and there's a sniper on the roof, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's. And you know. And then Vika's and in and danger. Vika leaves, and then you, and you, like, go to the next thing. And, like, some of the other ones that you read, they were like pages, I was wondering, like, if you, like, embellish them into stories from the, from the, um,
0: and that, the other thing,
1: or, because it's uh, interesting, when I dream, it's always in the first person, it's never, it's, it's never, like, like, yeah. not that Vika going off was,
0: uh, it just happened. Like, you're always a part of the dream. But it's
1: always from, like, my two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know how oh, Patrick, that is really good. Dream. Yeah, it's a dream. It's a really good dream. can you control yeah. the dream? That's, because it's a thing. You know how like when you die in a dream, you wake up. You don't have to wake up if you know that you're dreaming when you die. So I've had dreams where I die, but I am able to like almost go into, like s- a spectator mode and like <laughs> keep living. Yeah, and I can just watch like through somebody else's perspective. Really? Yeah, almost like a ghost. That's crazy, and because I think. Me dying in the dream, since I know it's a dream, it doesn't scare me enough to me up. But there are times where I'm dreaming and I'll realize I'm dreaming. And I'll, like, think about it too much or I'll try to control it too much. And then I just wake myself up because I'm, like, working too hard. So I kind of still have to, like, ride it out and just let whatever is happening happen. But it's, like, a skill that I developed because I always have nightmares. And so at first, I had to learn to wake myself up. So I had to learn to recognize that I was dreaming when I was afraid. And then I would try to feel my eyelids, right. and then I'd open my eyes and wake myself up. That's crazy. The more you write down dreams and stuff, the better. Yeah, I remember not being able to get there. So when you wake, do you ever get the thing where you wake up and because like some dreams are crazier than others. Do you ever have dreams based in? I'm sure you have dreams based in reality. Some dreams are more based in reality, and then like
0: whatever happens
1: is still so weird and dreamlike. But it's like. It's in the realm of possibility that it, something similar can happen versus a concrete etc. Okay. Do you ever wake up? Do you have that thing where you wake up and you're like, like you you feel like you think that dream? Like one time I had a dream in high school that this chick that I knew, I just like, it wasn't as simple as this, but basically I just punched her. I just fucking railed her. <laughs> sounds pretty simple. And and I woke up the next morning. I was like, fuck me, like I have to, I'm, like, I, I, I have her. to go say sorry. Like I did not mean to punch Zoe. And then I woke up and I was still feeling that and then I and then I it took me a little while to be like, that's a dream. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Phew, thank goodness I didn't actually punch someone. Does that happen to you when you have control? So that I don't have control. I still Is that kinda of thing. I do wake up and for like five or ten minutes I like don't it's usually it's if I take a nap in the middle of the day and have like a crazy dream from the nap. Which I think happens if I had a lot of caffeine earlier and then crash. Despite having drank a lot of caffeine, I end up having a ridiculous dream. And then I wake up and for like five or ten minutes, I don't... I have trouble remembering like what happened earlier in the day. Because all I can think about is the dream. And that like is my immediate past. Like I think that that's where I just came from for like a, a good while. Like I know that that's not the case, but I have to try really hard to remember. What I yeah, earlier, and then after it starts to fade away, like I start to forget the dream, then it like I totally clear up and I remember it being fine. But there is like that brief period when you come out of the dream, and like you can't really distinguish between like what just happened and like the yeah. stuff you felt in the dream, and like what actually is real life. You're still warming up. Like, you're still like yeah, like it takes a little while to wake up. But those are still things <laughs> you perceive. Your brain perceives. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I've, I've, like, experienced in real time, realizing that I just woke up from a dream, and then trying to remember the dream from the beginning, and as I, like, go through the dream in sequence, I'm forgetting the things I just remembered. Yeah. And it's just, like, and I'm trying to re-remember what I just realized was happening. And, and by the time I, like, finish the dream in my head, I don't remember anything. Yeah. And it's, like, so disheartening. But I mean, it slips like, away. So yeah, and crazy. you're like, oh, and, yeah, and then... By the time you even thought... Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a skill you built up. Yeah. You must have been really good at yeah, like, writing stories as a kid, like narrative writing in English or something. I don't know, I guess. Well, he said was thing about nightmares. It's yeah. true. Because, so,
1: it started with, like, I had to wake myself up, but then I started having dreams where I would realize I was dreaming, but I wouldn't wake up just yet. Like, I would realize I was dreaming, and I would think, I could open my eyes right now, but I'm just going to see what happens. And then I would be able to, like start to manipulate things a little bit so you know like the thing where you're trying to run but you're really light so like you're kind of like floating so you can't run very fast at all anything i like, would be heavy uh, or fly. but you know you're trying to run from something <clears throat> like you can't essentially uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for whatever reason usually for me it's like that i push off from the ground like to run forwards and i kind of float up just enough that i have like an inch of space between my feet and the ground so i can't like run I have to wait for myself to slowly float back down Mm -hmm. and then the second I touch the ground and I like kick off again, I go back up so I can't move but I since I knew I was dreaming I started to like lean into it so then I would just fly away instead and I and then I would fly somewhere else but then if I tried too hard to like think of a place to fly to for example like I was just like because I would be too aware I think that I was dreaming using too much like conscious
0: thought kind of I see what you mean I,
1: I went in my in my dreams, I've never had the typical like you're your underwear and cloth and you know whatever it is. Ah, but covered like, in concrete. Like I've never because that that's, that's that's a love yeah I covered in concrete. I'm wearing concrete pants. <laughs> oh, concrete. Um but I've never like you talk about having like you're trying to run away from something and you realize that you're slipping and you can't get away. Um, and that's like that's a really like <clears throat> It's like, like I don't, I never perceive dreams on that like moment to moment or like perception to perception basis. It's it's more like uh, I'm watching something play out. Like I have, there's no control at all, and it's just like it's me that's in it because again, yeah, it's not me? But it's just happened. One thing happens and leads another. And I've had dreams where I've been chased by something, but it's always like it's never been anything like that. Where I realize something's happening, I'm trying to run away, but I realize that I can't get away, and like have that cognition mm-hmm. of that that never happened. That's never yes. that's always it's always like viewing it. That's most people's uh, yeah like uh, Exper-
0: experience, experience. Like
1: Patrick is a very rare like type of person that's that is Is like he yeah. can yeah. actually lose some pain. That's like, really hard to accomplish. Like people like work for years to try and do that. Do you drink apple juice? But, I mean, you know, this, uh, I think there are like bedtime routines. Uh, yeah, that help certain tips. a sure. If you have like a consistent bedtime routine, sometimes you can remember going to sleep and that's how you remember that you're dreaming. Because, like, you sort of come into a dream like in the middle of somewhere, and then if you can remember, that's like, true. I went to bed. And never woke up i so. But or, that's or, not how I happens. don't. There's, yeah, just... there's a strategy of like recognizing certain consistencies in your dreams. Like when you wake up, like this thing this is a common trait of my dreams. And then, so the next time you dream, you try to be like, "Oh, this is happening." I'll try to remember that like, in your dream, and like, you found yeah. There's also studies. you am in a sleep seminar like for us. Psych plan and the way they one the way they try to study this dream is like lucid dream will be in the bed and when they are like consciously lucid dream they move their eyes like up and down like while they're asleep. As opposed to like typical rapid eye movement. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's like the signal. And you know, I mean it's so like hard to always you not know, really know if they're actually it's just because their eyes move a certain time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the whole thing about psychology and ethics and, like, they could be lying just for, like, the whole... What, what's that called? Uh,
0: performance bias, think?
1: Yeah, performance bias. So, like, they... Like, you go into it as the lucid dreamers, so, like, I have to produce, you know... Resu- they're expecting
0: you to produce a result, yeah, so I will...
1: Or even, you know, fabricate...
0: Uh, or trick their own into self it. into thinking that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But you trick
1: you yourself know. into lucid <laughs> dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now about the first dream that I wrote down, because the reason I started writing dreams down was because I had a nightmare, and I woke up and I can remember the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I should write this down. And it was just like a fleeting thought that like it was in the middle of the night. So I woke up and I was like, that was crazy. And I can picture it so vividly, I could write this down, and I just immediately fell back to sleep. And I went back into the same dream, and it was weird, because I knew it was the same dream, but I was in a different place, and, like, with different people, but I still... And so it was totally lucid. Like, I knew I was dreaming immediately. And I was sitting in a wheelchair, and there was uh, somebody, I don't know who, and also the ghost from Insidious, I think, behind me, and I... It was so terrified, and I knew I was dreaming, and I was trying to feel my eyelids and trying to wake up, and I couldn't do it, and I knew they were coming at me, and I was so scared, and then, like, I finally was able to turn around, like, right as they got to me, and I woke up, like, so, so violently woke up, like, that I threw my body upwards, like you see in, like, a movie, and then I was like, I gotta write that shit down, and I wrote it down immediately, including the part where I, like, went back to sleep, and or, like, woke up and then went back to sleep and had that part, and woke up again. Mm. So, I definitely am not, like, I can't do it every time. Oh, yeah. I don't have, like, control. It's but like the, every once in a while I get, like, a good dream. Um, or maybe halfway through I start to, like, realize I'm dreaming. So young, so it, it, long it's long. interspersed into regular dreams. Yeah. And dreams that aren't lucid I usually don't remember clearly enough right now. Really? Yeah. And also, like, I talk in my sleep all the time. And like people yeah, hear me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people hear me, and I'm like, I must be dreaming, but I don't have any recollection of having a dream. Like on nights where people hear me talking about sleep. So. My uh, yeah. my dad, as his friend, uh, goes off the wall. and He's all like, the oh, government's protesting people. That yeah. like that type of person that can like, move out in the wilderness. Uh-huh. Anyway, he came to visit one time, and I was like talking about this dream, and I was like chasing it. Has been and He's like. Yeah, man, I'm like, taking so much mushrooms, and like, I'm shot myself up with like 100 cc's of B12, whatever, and, like, trying to lose a dream. Like, I just can't do it. It's hard. I was like, I was like four years ago. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, you know, crazy. That's because if dreams are this window, oh, yeah, who knows? The concrete but window. But take it like, let's assume <laughs> for the sake of argument that they are a window into the sun. Uh-huh. And along the lines of Freud right? Like yeah. whether or not that's the right interpretation that he had, it is has to do with something of what you've been experiencing and it's culminating in this weird dream. And you can it like and again like this the there's no right way of doing it as of yet, maybe the movie probably never, but like of analyzing dreams. And the meaning of these elements, because yeah. I've had dreams recently that do involve like there's the whole thing of, like like snakes and like ovens or, like oh like, penises and vaginas oh and well, that yeah kind that's of thing because that I was gonna I was gonna wait for you to finish but fraud is specifically sex yeah it's all like, like yeah. phallic symbols uh huh like and I've had like, I've had some phallic symbols in my dream and some and some um, um and symbols you know what I mean like so there's not like no merit to these things yeah and like it so but this is an interesting this is making me think. This is interesting that like when it's something that just plays out for you, like that can be analyzed. But if you but like once you introduce the element of control over the drinking, all of it goes out the window. It does it, or it does or can and then in within that interaction, like, what does that mean for mm-hmm. your psyche
0: There's energy? a lot of interaction like Complex interactions between different bad yeah. things. That, really,
1: that really nobody knows. Yeah. If, we
0: want, if we want to go on
1: the topic of like why we dream, we can talk about that. That's another hour. But well, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That was a good start. The fact that we dream at all is the same, that We can just create As we can just create these scenarios, yeah, these things in our heads, and just live them out. Other species, like, cause you only dream, like, at least, I'm pretty sure you only dream are REM sleep, or And like other species of animals have REM sleep and others don't. So now we're like, you know, yeah, animals like, sleep, but, it is, yeah. like yeah. um, he's, he's dead. Function. Not the whole point. But one of the big things is like animals perceive the world differently. Every, everything perceives the world differently. So it's, it's easy for us to, even though we know that we can't, uh, what's the word for like projecting uh, the. Projecting uh, like our cognition onto Yeah, when we're like we personify animals into like the, like the bias that we have, like you think it's obvious that they're no but then like yeah. it's so ingrained in us, obviously, that like some of that that slips through. But it really is that like so so we're like I just did this study on like spiders that the ones that like that um uh, the, the males get cannibalized after they have sex with the female and they literally like will have sex they come up and have sex and if they don't get murdered before by the females and they'll impregnate them and then do a somersault into the mouth of the female yeah. to get eaten because it, 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 it when a female's full after mating it decreases the chances she'll mate again and increases the the, the chance the of it, the, the its paternity yeah. and it's like and the whole study is like well, if you think about it, it would be because then there's this whole thing with like, like basically adolescent females and adult females. When you mate, and they're both viable mates, and if you mate with an adolescent female, you don't get eaten. But if you mate with an adult female, you do get eaten. To simplify it, and they were like, "Well, if we give them the choice, it would make sense that they don't the one to make, gonna make it. they're going to get eaten down. Mm-hmm. But then they do the study, and it shows there's no preference, and I think there's more preference for the adult females. And it's like, oh, well, comments or whatever it is, the sense would dictate, they would choose the other one. But they don't. They mm-hmm. just die because their perception and their cognition isn't based on thought, it's based on pheromones. And just like their perception is, is just different. And so they don't like what we think is so obvious and what we think, oh, this could, should apply because it's survival. Everybody wants to survive.
0: We're playing our thoughts.
1: It still doesn't, yeah, because it's, it, there's, it's literally just chemicals, coursing course, through this tiny little spider body, mm-hmm. making it made, and then fucking it kill itself. It's, yeah. So in, so all of that is right about saying, like, do animals dream? That's an interesting thing because animals don't perceive, they can't, they aren't capable of the perception and the condition that we have to construct these wild dreams. So what are their dreams like? Yeah. And if they do dream, do they think that it's real? Like the same way that we wake up and for a short period of time you can't remember like what was real and what wasn't. When they see their reflection. Yeah, like do their dreams sort of like become their memories? Yeah, know? that video right. of the dog like running right and his eyes its eyes are closed. true, yeah. It yeah, just, just gets off and the... runs right into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was yeah. Good. That's a good Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's great. Yeah. That makes sense. Dogs fucking love to run around. And, and so does Drew. Yeah. And then it wakes up and it keeps running. Because it thinks that that was real. And we, yeah. have, and we have no fucking...
0: That's, cool, that's a good practice. Alright, good start, man. Yeah. All right. I love,
1: I personally love that moment of waking up. Especially, because you only wake up in the middle of the night when it's a night. Like, nobody likes having a great dream and then wakes up in a cold sweat. Or if you got to pee. <laughs> or, if you gotta pee. But, or you got to pee. Or you you don't. But, you just but like, I love... for you to Waking up in, like, in that cold sweat and just being, like... You have this, like, insane dream and you wake up and you're, like, heart rate is going and you're, like, looking around and, like, you realize that you're in your room and it's not real. But you're, that sense of... You like, wake up in a Denny's. Room. Dread. Yeah, you wake up in a yeah. Yeah. But you're, you're sitting here and you're in your bed and you're safe... But you, like, tuck the covers in, and you can't go to, you keep making sure to look around, and, like, so that, even though you know it's just, that was the dream, this is reality, you're still, like, you're looking out your window, and you can't, you not, that, that carries into reality. Yeah. That feeling that you can't shake for a while. That's uh, cool. Sure.
0: Alright. Uh, Tom, you want to share your piece of what you were
1: going to bring to the table. Yeah, I didn't have anything until I went to get these beers. So. Okay. Or, uh, well, now you do. Now you do, so. Yeah. Uh,
0: Share with the class.
1: Uh, so, on the subject of sleep, mm-hmm. sleep well, I'm about to say my food class. So, uh, <laughs> so, in this same like, sleep class, I uh, was talking about like, sleep deprivation and how it basically just destroys adolescent development in and brain. And it got me thinking about how. Uh, you know, in high school, uh, like, did you guys have early, like, start
0: times in high school? We had early start, we had an hour before class started, all of the students met in the gym and, like, hung out for an hour, and then really? we went. So, we were, like, I, I liked it because I got to have time to actually, like, play cards, play video games with friends for an hour before school started, but also... Time. Yeah. Time it was, was early. early. I, was, like, so I think
1: my, it's hard to remember now. I yeah. be up out by like was seven to I had yeah. like I was seven twenty. might have been two.
0: I had to catch oh. the bus at like six a.m. I missed the bus. And like I it was dark. It was dark. I, I couldn't know. see. Yeah. And then like that fucking kind of sketch yeah. for a so school like, district. How many
1: hours of like a night do you uh, nice. uh, High
0: school. High school. Uh, I think
1: I get one. I
2: was
1: probably. never like. I think when you're younger, you don't. Know, you don't feel it as much. The consequences aren't You don't feel yeah. it like a lot of things as much when you're young. You're yeah, yeah. just so on But, um, because I would never, I would have I, I never like fall asleep in high school. I mean, I definitely felt surprised, but it was never, like, an overwhelming, like, exhaustion that I feel Yeah. Being a student, you know, and I'm not even, I'm not even bad And I'm not so, even like, a college student. I never stay up past, like, no matter what it is, I'm never, There's like, maybe one occasion I was up past, like, one. Two, you can't, it, I can't do work. But, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, at least from my experience, like, I was, I didn't get, like, a lot of sleep. And, like, I remember falling asleep during, like, freshman biology, like, tests. And my teacher would have to, like, wake me up to finish the test. And, like, I always did fine. Like, I was a great student, but like, I didn't really think about it a lot, like, mm-hmm. how sleep proud I it was. Like, but anyway, so it got me thinking about, like, how it's fucked up. Like, how schools, like, whole education system is, like, structured around, you know, that old farming ideology of Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I don't want to go in that whole rabbit. But, anyway. Makes and you makes you you get it all out of the way. Yeah, yeah so then you time can time. go home and work It honestly before. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, when school... The, the hours of school is yeah, based I thought it was, like, you get the work done early, and then... But I see, you what, see what you're saying, saying to work and then go home. Yeah. So the kids get their education, and then go home and their parents, like... But now it's, you know, we're in the 20th century, 21st century now, and it's like that those, those don't apply, but our school system is still under that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, really not good for adolescent in brain, development. Uh, and then, uh, so, basically, it got me thinking of, like, how, and whatever, school's trying to change it, there's a whole fucking thing about it, whatever. Yeah. And then it got Gosh, me thinking... Okay. Well, that's where the thought of, like, how, you know, that structure of school also uh, affected my attitude towards learning, and, like, the school itself, like, in high school, like, I hated, I hated school, I loathed,
0: just because you were tired, probably, just because
1: I was tired, and, like, I didn't, like, nobody, everyone's, everyone's, like, I'm never going to use this, you know, like, math, like, that whole, like, idea, like, I I had a very bad attitude about like academics, even though I was always like a great student, like I was still gonna work. Time. Yeah. But like because of that sleep and like the whole attitude about going to school and mainstream stuff, um, like really affected me now. Like going to college, you know, now it's like this is a time where I'm supposed to like love academics, you know, I mean? and I, I <laughs> like I love psychology and whatnot, but and I'm working like towards flipping that whole mindset, but you know, it got me thinking of how different my, like, idea of academia and like, learning and gaining knowledge, would have been different had, like, the school like public education yeah. you know, had been different. So that um, is my... I don't know if this is in a different vein, but I was going to say, when I got to college, being in a lecture of, like, 300 people is not... The same learning environment as being in a class of thirty people. Like when the teacher knows your name and like knows how you do in the class, like they can get a sense of people's grades. They know like where people sit typically and stuff. Accountability. Yeah, like accountability, but also just like the. You get, I get so much more motivated when I know the professor because I. It's in a sense I don't want to disappoint them, yeah. which is strange. Do you have an actual relationship. Yeah, and now. And it started, like, last year as a junior, and now as a senior, I'm back in classes of, like, 30 people. And I'm like, I do fine. Like, I, it's, I don't feel like the workload is too much. I'm more motivated to get work done and participate in class because it it's so much more rewarding. Whereas if you raise your hand to answer a question in a 300-person lecture, you probably have to do it, like, three times before the professor even asks what your name is. And then probably even more times before they remember. And then you're also putting yourself out in front of hundreds of other people. And God forbid you ever ask a question in a 300-person lecture because yeah. everybody will just think you are wasting their time. But how else are you going to get to know? It's all
0: right. it's, I mean, it's so, you know what? It's to, your, so to to Colin's point, like if you have that bad mindset towards learning, you prefer those large lecture halls where you can yeah. not stick out or if have like an anxious mindset towards it. It's Which like, is why do
1: you prefer it? It's because you don't have to engage.
0: Yes, exactly. but yeah. then at some point, hopefully, people realize like they do want to engage, and then in hindsight, they regret all the times they sh- like hid themselves amongst the crowd of people. Yeah,
1: and it's it's like the difference between "oh fuck, I got to do my biology" and "oh, like I'm I'm gonna study for this test for that want one." It's learn. for my
0: learning and, yeah. and does that
1: all happen often? Yeah, like I, well, I think, like I said, I hate. I oh, I want to study because I just love learning about. Well, it. That's my point, right? Maybe uh, not for me. I just want to know. I just want to like. Now, does that happen to for you for yes. me? Now, it's not an an, for an thing. exam, but for like a presentation or something. Mm-hmm. I've been doing like two minute presentation, five minute with slides, ten minute slides, in my like it's like junior year writing, but it's all seniors. But there's like eighteen of us in the class, and it's like. It's the first time that I actually know every single person in the class, like, by name. And I've seen them all do presentations, and they've seen me do my presentations. And, like, we actually record, like, notes of these are the things that this person usually has problems with, saying, um, or pausing, or speaking too quickly, or, mm-hmm. you know, forgetting what to say, or whatever. And, like, we actually, like, go through it, give genuine feedback to each other, and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's actually productive. Mm-hmm. And... It's become like the class that I value the most because I feel like I'm getting the most out of it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's the least useful for what I want to do because it's about writing, you know, research grants and stuff, like trying to get money for for research. I'm like, well, I'm going to do an industry job, hopefully. So this is Mm irrelevant. But I love the course because it's something that I can engage in and like track progress. And I actually... I don't necessarily look forward to going to the class, but when I'm in it, I don't feel like in this amount of time I have in lectures where the professor's just like, oh, we have questions? Sorry, we don't have time for questions. Any makes you more welcome. Yeah. Like, to I'll join, so, I guess what I'm trying to make is, like, I'm in that between period of, like, like, I generally want to learn the subject matter that I have my classes, but because I have yeah. such that ingrained attitude of, like, you know, fuck. Like, you're gone. fighting a constant
0: battle in your yeah. head
1: and so like it's it's difficult to learn you're fighting a battle in your head between because you're saying that like get, uh, get it right of like you're not saying that this 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 like whatever it was that generated in high school this idea of like I hate art whether it's the people around you that like instill it upon you with you being tired like I don't enjoy learning. I don't. I hate learning. Awesome. teachers. Teach, teach, like bad experiences with teachers. Yeah. I don't enjoy this, and and now you're in a place where you do enjoy the subject matter, but you're still wrestling with that idea. Like even though you want to enjoy it, you can't because of high school, no, because no, no. of what you learned and like the no, ways no, like, you learn. I enjoy learning the material. Yeah. But it's not like I'm having a battle in my head. Okay. It's just like yeah, I can't. I can't, like, stay focused on material because, like, I don't have the ingrained, like, habits. No, bro, that has nothing to do with how you did in high school. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't think it has anything uh, to do with how you did in high school. How so? Because, well, for one, if I think about it, they're different. Like, we've been talking about, they're different learning environments. Mm-hmm. And then they get similar, they get more similar. But, like, it's also like the person you are in high school, the student you are in high school, where you, oh my god, remember when you would get a fucking sheet of paper? They would hand you your homework. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, fill in the blanks. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, I wish I could just fill in oh, the blanks it's on my so homework. Cool. It's so much easier and more clean-cut and simple. And now as we to like, research to do, like, actual work. Yeah. And then, so, and then there's, so. But That's, like, my point. Like, it it was so easy that it became a troll. I, well, I... It, it's all about perspective. And then once it got harder, it's, it was only more. Sure. It's it's about perspective, yeah, even though because back then that's all you knew, <laughs> and all you knew was like high school learning, and it's like I gotta do my worksheet so I can go to sports later or do whatever I do with the next figure. and then I wake up with the thing. Looking back at hindsight of what I have to read, what we have to do now as college students, that's more ideal way to do work. And honestly, I think it yields better results because you're more accountable, because oh, yeah. you're in a smaller classroom. It's more like. It's. I mean, we're dealing with a lot larger scope, difficult subject matter. But when professors would go through the trouble of like outlining everything you need to know, that was a lot better. And like, so it, it like, it gives you the tools to learn how to study things without so really, that really that forcing you to like really study on your own. And then you're like, well, in college, you're gonna have to take notes. You're gonna have to take notes. So you have to. Learn how to, like, just, owe the lecture until like, figure what's important to yourself and all this stuff. Yeah. And they were right to yourself. So, like, the fact, like, I don't think, so there's, they're, like, different things, and you get a good sense, you get, you get to prepare in high school a little bit. It's like a little truth to that. But it's, like, for, like, going into, like, I don't think that defines what kind of student you are in college. Like, like, the, like if, if you well, no, like, are you saying like you didn't mean, apply yourself in high school and you wish you had, and that would make you? No, nah, I don't. No. Okay.
0: So, I think I saw where you were coming from. Like, no, I don't I don't I don't you I now know, know you now enjoy the material that you're learning, but your your experiences prior to college, learning material, was in an environment that wasn't conducive to learning.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like I learned everything. I was an A plus student, sure. but
0: it didn't provide motivation to like learn other than you being motivated yourself.
1: Yeah, cause it was like you know you have to take seven classes and you have to up you know, all and you have to get it done by a certain time. When it was a chore, and I had like multiple things to do, multiple So I brought a class, and right? I didn't want to like do the work, and I still did because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the constant like human thing of delaying gratification, like. And then, if you yeah. feel like it's a chore, then you want to do, and you'd rather like put it off and procrastinate, do this and that. Like yeah. you just sometimes some people have that thing that they have to deal with, and they just like you got to push through it. Mm-hmm. Not all people experience like learning that way from, from the get go, but yeah, I guess some people do. Nice. I totally do the same.
1: Uh, yeah, I think high school, and college, learning is just more way more different than just like class sizes too, because like Julian said, you kind of get. Told exactly what you need to do in high school. You know the expectation, and you can kind of like, you know, you can nail an exam just by using the study guide. You don't have to go past that necessarily. But in college, it's like, and I think it's on the professors as well. Some of them are not really like inspired teachers. They're there for like research projects, they have to teach like intro course or whatever. So they just kind of like throw whatever information at you and then. The lectures aren't relevant to the exams, and the, like the TAs are grading the the open response, and you end up with like one person doesn't get credit for the same answer as somebody gets full credit. And It's just like all over the place, yeah. And it, I think in part because it's such a huge class, but also just because in you're kind of forced to go to high school. Like, it's... your parents would have to like legally remove you from school, like. Yeah, yeah. Truancy, yeah. whereas college is more of like an opt-in thing, and you're paying, so it's more—it's the opposite. Instead of you're forced to be there, now it's like you have the privilege to be there, so you should be putting in more effort towards like finding out what you need to learn. Yeah, but I do disagree with that. So just tell them, tell us what we need to know. Right. And you know what's interesting is that when I'm, because like I was in putting together an application or I think thinking about putting together an application for uh, further higher. Everyone's had you had to some sure I'm references. Yeah. And like recommendations. It's like, oh you need recommendations from people in like I'm gonna go to we
0: need people in science. So yeah.
1: So and it's like, okay, well I don't have recommendations from, from I can't get a I don't have a close a relationship. Yeah. Because I've been in lectures with three hundred people. And like and then so then you're and then you're like, okay, well I have to go to office
0: hours. To form yeah. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well
1: what if I don't have anything to fucking ask in office hours?
0: Then you just go, and you just, you just, you just
1: like, like reach out to shit, or if you just, like, come up with some questions to go and do the due diligence of it, and then you get there, and then it's, like, and then it's the toss of whether or not they're just there to do research, or whatever it is, that may, or they're just a bad, you know, like they're yeah, they don't not invested in the students, and then they're, like, okay, and so I've had this experience where, like, I try, I've tried on multiple occasions to go to office hours. because it's, like, and there's also, like, it's, I mean, I don't have the exact Thing here in front of me or anything, but like I've heard in the past and whatever you can look into it, of like, like one of the things that m- like marks or um how was it like having a intimate relationship with a professor in a given like field of study is a big determinant of like it's who you know going on it's and who it's, it's, it's who you know, but it's also like and that's probably a big part of why it is. But, like, having, like, developing close, and it's also about developing, like, mentor relationships to an extent with these people that are in the field. Yeah. I mean, and that can be a huge determining because you know, they have a lot of experience to share with you. But it's like, I have to, you know, like, I'm not, I, like, I, like, I want to, I've tried in the past to form these kinds of relationships, but I'm not, like, smart enough to have a conversation that they feel intellectually, like, somewhat close to a same, like, a same level. And then either I just leave feeling stupid or I leave feeling like they think I'm stupid. And then, like, there's no, like, it's so hard to build that relationship. And it's because you're in a, you know, if you could be in a 50-person lecture or a 100-person lecture, and that's,
0: it. like, it's, it's not yeah. easy to fucking it's not, like, it, it's like, oh, get references. Go to office hours. And it's like,
1: I tried that. And I, all I did was feel like an idiot. And it's like, what am yeah. I doing wrong? Yeah, you chose
0: Especially about, when, uh, right when you leave the office, another six people enter the office yeah. asking the same uh, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Or you walk right, in
1: and you ask a question, and they're like, oh, I went over this in class. You should have paid attention. Like, like, oh, I really like, just. Man. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I, I should be prepared, but I feel like I spend pretty much all amount of time just doing the like, work to be able to, like, float and, you know, like, have good grades classes. Let alone, like, set myself apart from. Students that I was doing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I went like the same thing, I went to an office hour with my professor and I was like, you know, I'm gonna make a good impression, like I have some questions to ask and I sat down and I was like, like I felt, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, like he was nice though, but like, I felt like I never, I didn't, I didn't yeah. gain anything. Like, and I like, oh, you go what if you're not someone who needs to go to office hours? What if you just pay attention to class? Yes. Or it's just that intro, intro, whatever class where you don't need to, there's no need to like go to, that's like, on the effort. whatever it is. It's, it's not conducive. So when you have a smaller class, my junior writing class is similar. For better or for worse, my professor knew me. Yeah. And like, and for, and like whether or not, you know, because then, you know, it's the more accountability you're under more scrutiny to, to, to perform, and to at least turn shit in on time, because then, you know, they're going to be on you. But it lends itself to an actual relationship, good or bad, or or it's an honest relationship, regardless. they know who you are, and if you're struggling, they'll see it. And if you know, know, they're not gonna see that. You don't turn your shit in if there's a person lecture because you're struggling something. They're not gonna see that. They're gonna see all these kids doesn't give a shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're just on the the other end of the bell curve. Yeah, like uh, that's just somebody that's they're gonna either have to change their major or drop out. Yeah, that's actually. What happened to me? I don't talk about this often, but I did get kicked out of the biochem department once. Oh, once yeah, upon a time. Some spicy deterioration. I did. I I got a C-minus in Calc 2, and I was supposed to meet with my advisor for it, but I didn't understand that there's a difference between meeting with your advisor and meeting with peer mentor. So the advisor appointments were all booked up because, you know, class enrollment was coming up. So I walked into a peer mentor office hour, and they said, C-minus in Calc 2. You don't have to change your major. Yeah, you didn't meet the continuation requirement. You're just below it. But it doesn't matter. Just take the next class. And as long as you get a B minus or better than that, you're golden. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So it's first semester of sophomore year. I took that next class. I got the B minus. I was like, I'm golden. And then second semester of sophomore year, halfway through, I get an email from my advisor. And it's just like, it's like, change your major or we will change it for you. You're done. And I was like, Why? what's going on? I emailed back and like, Can we kind of meet with you and talk about this? And she goes, The time for meeting is, is over. Yeah, she was like long gone. You should have reached out to us before. You had many opportunities to address this issue. You need to change wow. your major. Wow. And I'm That's like, cool. Okay, so I went, I changed my major and then I had to do enrollment and I was like, Well I'm gonna reapply to get back into biochem, so I'm gonna take all bio classes but I had to move to the biology advisor. So I go in and I'm talking to the advisor and I'm like these are the classes I will to take. And he goes, why are you taking biochem classes? These are electives for your major. You should be taking, you know, these biology core classes. And I said, well, I'm going to apply to get into the biochem major. And he goes, why aren't you in it already? I got kicked out. He goes, you got kicked out? for Your grades aren't bad. Like, this isn't that bad. And they kicked you out. And I go, yeah, I'm going to reapply at the end of the semester. And he goes, look, I'm just going to sign you off on this. I'll remove the whole, like, do, do your thing. Yeah. So I wrote a whole, like, I mean, it was like a page and a half You essay. wrote a whole dream. A whole page and a half <laughs> essay about a dream that I had about being a five. You submit the wrong <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Don't read that. Don't read that. No, no, no. That was too much concrete information. I swear I didn't kill Trotsky. But I I wrote like a page and a half Report essay. Report I was like, I want to be back in the vacuum major. I submitted. They, they get my um, transcript for that second semester sophomore year. I had like the best grades I would gotten up to that point. It was a straight... Line up from the first mm. semester and that fourth semester, just every year or every semester, the GPA went up. Yeah. And they're like, Cool, we're readmitting you to the major. Come meet with us if you can. And I was like, All right, I'm living in the area, so it was over the summer. And I was like, I'm living in the area. I can come meet over the summer. And they go, Cool. So I walk in. And my advisor goes, Yeah, we always knew you're going to be back in. It was more of a formality that we had to remove you from the major. You know, right on the fence. So we have to go with the rules. to you go. So, anyways, you're pretty far ahead of everybody else. We're, we're thinking that you can maybe graduate a semester early. And <laughs> I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And, and it's exactly what you're talking about. Where they don't, they see you struggle. They don't care about any excuse or anything that you have going on that could possibly explain why you just barely missed the mark. Yeah, they're just like, now nah, you're out." And then I get back in, and they've got to play nice. I'm like, "Oh, we always knew you." And that's the problem. And that, and that's just the nature of yeah. dealing with however many. You- hundreds of thousands of kids that are in class You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they, don't, they, the they most can't popular afford maybe. to do, to be, to care about it. They can't afford Well, that's, afford that's to. why
0: with my field, I, I really value, like, the student advocacy because, like, sometimes, like, there's some bullshit that could have easily been avoided and it's not the student's fault if they just had, like, one person, like, look a little bit closer into it. You know? So, like, yeah, I see, to- like, that happens so often, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just so it's say, like, so shitty. So shitty. In,
1: in the defense of the BNB. Advisors, the other one, not the one that had like emailed me about me out. Know, I met with the other one regularly, and she's much nicer. and Like actually knows who I am. And I walk talking I the right person. Yeah, They're I walk in ass. like she knows who I am. She's like, oh, like, oh, hey, how's this going? How's that going? And like she like actually knows I yeah. more than just my class will inspire me. So I met with when I was doing pre dental, I met with like there's pre health advisors, quote unquote. Yeah, there's no dental, but they all do the same thing. And I met with this one chick and it was very it was like freshman year and it was very like it was very, you know, meetings and advisor. that yeah, everyone's had. was like, nah, nah, nah. and I was like, this shit sucks. And I heard about this other guy, Webley, that he's the head of the department, and i heard mm-hmm. better things. I meet with him. And then boom. And then it's a it's the it like instant go from freshman year to cut to now and like he fucking like he's, he's like the one person he cares about me, I feel like, you know, like, because he, because, and it comes down to, like, he, because he cares about, he's passionate about what he does and helping people, and, like, that's the kind of thing that comes across, like, we're having a real conversation, he's, like, talking about me as an individual, it, it, and it's just, like, it's not, it's not impossible to find people yeah. that are actually invested in, in yeah. you know, however many kids they have to meet with, like, there's a level of. You
0: know, I mean, compassion. You, you, you'd you, think if you go into the profession, yeah, that you are you do it yeah. with like yeah. from your heart, like yeah. you're passionate about it. But and when you get inundated
1: of, with people, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Some to people get burnt fault, out. But, you know, or like, it's yeah. a lot of like professors say too. is like you know, we're here to like help you. Like we want to talk to you about it. like this stuff. Like that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's that one professor and like how they you know. But all the time, it's like you know, we're just here, further I'm a researcher,
0: so, yeah. And then it leaves you as to.
1: the student, the guy, the person who's supposed to, like, going back to like you're the kid who's supposed to want to be excited about learning. And you're supposed to be here because you're an academic and you want to further, you know, this whole fucking like the idealistic view of like from college to learn some shit. And you want you want to be enthusiastic yeah. about that. Some people aren't, but it's like yeah. that, and then. You want to take. It's like I'm gonna take that step. I'm gonna to go to office hours. I'm gonna like try and do more, and then you're just met with like dejection of mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, that was not like, and you know it's not their fault, but it's like they don't really give a shit about me, or you know, and, and then it's easier to feel like you're just you're nobody. Some people go here, um, and like sometimes you get that special connection. That's amazing. That's that's really for you, but. Yeah. For the vast majority of people, it, 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 it can hurt, which stinks, which is unfortunate, you know, but, well, uh, to circle back, like, a good example of that is, like, in high school, like, a majority of people hate, like, reading, like, those reading signs, you know, like, you have to slap a book on it and like you know, do do 3 chapters, about it, not, yeah. you know, and, it, you know, it makes you not enjoy, like, just reading, like so I grew averse to like, just reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like I know that reading is like the one the, the
0: quickest way to further your education. Like, yeah, your
1: knowledge is in books, man. It's like you know that's the one true way to just fucking increase the capacity of your brain and whatnot. But like I'm still fighting that. Like my profession is like you got to read articles, scientific articles that sometimes long to be able to, like, you know, pick out important pieces of information. But like, and you know, I know that's the one thing that's gonna separate me like, keep me informed on, like, updated psychology, you know, studies, and, like, what's going on, it's, like, doing homework, but, like, I just, I'm fighting that, like, I'm starting to read a page, and, like, everyone says, like, read a paragraph, and then forget, and then you get go back, yeah. like, the whole thing, you get bored, and, like... That's interesting, and I don't think, but I don't think you can, like, that's something that, because that's something that, like, no matter, and no matter who you are, and there's exceptions to the rule, but, like, reading scientific... Articles yeah. is a, it's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not, yeah. not a pleasurable thing. It's but like that doesn't like you can't blame that on high like high school because like okay. what like the reading you do like well because it's also like you're different. Per, you, you're however many years removed from that person? Like when you're in high school, the what the extent of your reading and analyzing is like like literature of uh, or excuse me, it's like. It's like The Great Gatsby and, and, and like Catcher the and Rye and all these things. And that sucks to read when you're that age. I mean, there's plenty of people in high school that really do take to that. But I think it takes a lot of people a lot longer. Because now, if that's what I got to do, I mean, you can do that if you go and take, you know, if you, if you become a major or whatever. Like it's, like, it's not like, you know, there's avenues for further exploration into that. But I would love to do that. To just read those kinds of books, oh, yeah. Yeah. analyze you know them, what? and do I, it
0: in like a. I, I think book, you just yeah. have a different, yeah, perspective on yeah. it than other people. Because some people yeah. it, like that foundation yeah. of how they like learned what reading was and what it meant and how it made them feel. Yeah, like still affects them, even if they're a new person. Like sometimes yeah. people just can't escape that feeling and that's... move past it and be like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. I'm a new person. Oh, All yeah. well, right.
1: what I'm trying to say like that's that shit started in high school and that. And he knows that it's irrelevant, my but like, it's just like right. the
0: foundation since then, it's just like, it was built on a rocky foundation. Like, I look yeah. back
1: on the Catcher and the Rye and the Great Biasque, and like, the Catcher and the Rye is my favorite book, and I've read, like, phonies, like, Where the Ducks Go, like, I love that book in the moment, like you said, like, I hate, like, hey, read like, all these books. Yeah. But like, that leads into how I've developed my attitude about reading things, and yeah, scientific articles. That, a lot I dislike them. Uh, yes. Yes. Like, what, they're, yeah, they're they yeah. no yes. doubt harder to you know digest and like not easy to read, but like like the same attitude about being excited about reading the Great Gatsby, you know, should translate to reading about something that you enjoy the subject matter, you know, and, like that uh-huh. is just an attitude that degrades Yeah, a yeah I, mean, I I get what you're saying, but I I don't like fully agree with that. <laughs> but I, I definitely I I do agree. But I I see where you're coming from, but. It's it's just like I don't think it does translate that much, but definitely I definitely see what you It's yeah. it, it, Like if you're comparing like having to read scientific articles and feeling that's a drag to like reading books about you know like the human condition or about you know narratives, essentially, yeah. it's kind of like the same. Typically, it's the same kind of time commitment. Like it'll take a few hours total to read like a narrative book, and it like, I could probably read, like, maybe one page a minute. or something, pretty average reading pace. Yeah. But When I get to some scientific articles, it'll be, like, a nine-page paper and I've spent, like, 45 minutes on one page because it's just jargon and it's yeah, just, yeah. like, I feel like the author is obfuscating the information yeah. on purpose of, like, why do you write You need to like translate every third word. word. You, have just to understand. It. you have to look so up then every be able, able word. to read through it again and actually understand yeah. it. Yeah. Like, You've talked oh about this before, like, they don't write it people like to be able to digest yeah. it. Like, yeah. Then it, yeah, it
0: gets approved yeah. like it's a scientific article. Yeah. yeah, it's about
1: like packing in a certain amount of information per sentence per paragraph per page. Yeah. When it's, it's complicated shit, shit like that's just what I said. I would so much rather read a long you know, article like 25 pages than a 9 page scientific paper that's just like, I have to look up every word. Yeah. In and I think it's it, that's interesting because we're like, on a level, like, we're wired to receive a narrative, like, cohesive, like, story. Like yeah, that's yeah. what we're disposed to, to, like, to read and understand and relate to, and that's what we desire. But then, it's so, it's both, right, they're both writings, all words, same thing on paper. It's the same, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's the same thing, but it's it's, it couldn't be farther from... Like, like that's why I feel like it doesn't translate. Yeah, is what, and what I'm saying is because, like, like a, a novel or like a, like that, it's not the same thing. Even no. though they're both the written word, And like it's not. They do not
0: or two like different. That. uses. You know what's
1: crazy is I'm realizing that I read, um, I read the book A Crack in Creation by, um, the two the two women, the two women that just won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry. They co-authored this book, I believe. Or actually, sorry, I think She. The Jennifer else. Dude Nakota author, but I read uh, dude, Jennifer Dude. dude. Uh, Jennifer I, Dude. I read. You just got the I Nobel read, Prize, like, dude. Narrative esque <laughs> novel on CRISPR. And no it's way. like 300 pages. It probably took me, you know, seven or eight hours total to read. And I also, after I read the narrative book, the narrative book, about the journey of discovering it and like, the things that they thought about it and all this stuff. I then read the actual paper and it's like nine or 12 pages or whatever. And I read the paper after reading this narrative book and I didn't understand like anything in the paper, even though after I went back and reread it again and then again, I realized I did already know all the information in the paper because I read the book about it, this long form book. I just realized this just now that it's crazy that I didn't understand anything in that paper. Even though it was written about something Howard knew, mm-hmm. I mean, that was in that paper. Oh. So, yeah, I mm. I forget what stance people were taking on comparing narrative books to scientific papers, course, you know. Yeah, I'll, but, just to oh, like, sort yes. back to complete my point, I guess, in brief what I'm trying to say, is not the material itself, but the approach to, yeah. like,
0: totally. you know, Approaches
1: ninety percent. What was the approach? That, I that was I so totally Don't want to do it. <laughs> so your so your approach. Not the, I thought you meant like the approach that it was taken in teaching you how to approach. Like,
0: no, the teachers always anything. wanted him to learn. Yeah, it was but your but like his your, personal approach was like I don't want to do approach. this.
1: Yes. Okay. But well, like, like, like it's not like, like I I, it's not like I. It's not like I consciously decided to approach, you know, doing work like I want to do it. It's just, you know, all the factors, or to be in my educational experience yeah. that resulted in my own personal approach. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that's your approach. I am. I sh- <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to complete it. <laughs> Cause I it. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, like, like people be that way. Yeah. You know, and
0: yeah. yeah, and that's it. And that's...
1: You wouldn't know, like It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's I, good. Well, we have these things I want to understand. I'm like, if I'm yeah. trying to clarify it, if I'm saying... If you're like operating on someone's like, teeth and they're approach, like talking about approach. their approach. I just want to get it because I don't
0: Before we try and go to your point at the end, um, you got, uh, Colin, you got to get out? I'm going to spell out... Alrighty. Hey. Speaking of speaking of
1: reading publications, I gotta go do that. Alright. This conversation has inspired me to finish the book that's reading. Well, actually,
0: before you leave, um, do you have any recommendations of things for the listeners to watch, listen to, read? Uh, Something you saw recently, or Uh, a song? I
1: I I mean, two things. (laughs) One, I posted today on Instagram. Henry Rollins' ten keys to success. Okay. Um. Andy Rollins, incredible person, been through a lot. Like, completely so, also, by the way. His mind is intact by analyzing substances and So, that, and also um, this video that Weissner sent me mm-hmm. of uh, a brain scientist who studies mental illnesses and her TED talk. Uh, I can, like, send it to you if you want to go and post this, but mm-hmm. she, it was a TED Talk about how she got stroke in her left hemisphere, and, like, the language region and whatnot, and she basically describes how her brain broke down during the stroke, and it's crazy to hear from her perspective because she is a brain scientist, so she knew exactly what was happening to her, and she could, and, like, just break it down. In like lamest terms, and be able to communicate what happens during stroke and like how crazy it was. And it took her eight. It took her eight years to learn how to speak. Uh, So, and that just goes to show. Oh my god! I think I've seen that. She should have read more (laughs) books. Clearly, (laughs) she should have fucking read The Catcher in the (laughs) Rye. Fucking Harvard. Bunch of words there. But uh, she just
0: reads Encyclopedia (laughs) Britannica. (laughs)
1: Yeah <laughs> but like it was. I mean, it was really That's all, all right, right. I got. Good.
0: Good. good, good shit, man. Thanks for your contribution. Thank you, Colin. Bye, Colin. Sorry, I
1: like Colin. Sorry. All right, <laughs> please exit the premises. <laughs> <laughs> this, po- <laughs> 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 this podcast. Uh, we don't need to keep going if you want.
0: Um, I mean, I have. I, I oh, did you want to do the I mean, fun fact day. thing? Yeah, yeah, I was going to do the fun fact thing. Oh, oh, yeah, um. Yeah. All right. So, did you know? Um, you would you, you probably know this cot Like, did you would, know, probably, I don't know. <laughs> you probably
1: probably know this? Yeah, you right? probably do.
0: Saying "World Wide Web" is faster than saying "WWW." World
1: Wide. ready? You say "WWW," right? Three, two, one. WWW. Oh my god, he's right! <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we know now. We've got
0: <laughs> evidence. So, anytime you tell someone a hyperlink, I mean, World. you probably don't say "WWW." Probably just say like Google.com. I say (laughs)
1: https colon forward slash forward slash.
0: World Wide Web. (laughs) W W
1: W. You guys done?
0: No. Are you Are you here now? just calling out here. Yeah, you had to leave me home. All right, we have Colin Light. This is Luke Boudreaux. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait, you guys were recording this entire time? Oh, we've oh, been recording. F- wait, we're recording a podcast. Wait no, no, that's a second. be we done? Who put <laughs> that microphone here? Well, oh, I thought Call left when you shop recording. Yeah. Oh. You
1: thought you thought. Anyways, what's the next?
0: Uh, on this day in 1932, Thomas Edison died. So that's if you're uh, out there using electricity, take a moment and... Dude, Dude. Here, I got a fun fact. You
1: know, on this day, um, a couple years ago, I don't remember exactly how many, uh, poly New Vegas came out. Great game. Oh. What an amazing game explaining morality.
0: Uh, well, also. You know, wait, I have a fun fact about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Okay. He's hey. dead.
1: Well, yeah, that's not very fun. I, mean, I guess my top fun top fact top. isn't fun either. Thomas Edison, like, gets all the glory for his was- electrical. Tesla? Yes, Tesla. Exactly. Tesla?
0: Thomas Edison, this like pessimistic... got, Tesla
1: got his reckoning when he created the Tesla car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad when that he birthed
0: were... Elon Musk.
1: When Elon Musk revived Nikola Tesla to create the company, uh, no Nikola Tesla or Thomas Edison, like the most pessimistic motherfucker, was like, "You can't create long range electrical wires that yeah like the don't that conserve the the strength of the current." Can't transport electricity long distances efficiently, and then Nikola Tesla's like, you fucking bet. want to bet? <laughs> yeah, and then I think they bet like a bunch of money or something. Yeah, or they bet like a, a
0: patent. Yeah,
1: or a company or something like pretty big.
0: I think there's a History Channel documentary series on Yeah, it. And Nikola Tesla did it, it and then Thomas, Edison was, yeah. Thomas Edison was just like, "Yeah, Thomas Edison's
1: like, I yeah, you did it, but like the best one."
0: Didn't David Bowie play Tesla in a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, that, things, that's all the proof you need. I didn't watch
1: it. It, well, it, it was, was The, the Prodigy. The Prestige. Yeah, yeah, yeah The, the prestige. prestige. By Christopher Nolan. Great
0: um, movie. Also on that same day in 1932, Al Capone was convicted of tax evasion. Nice.
1: Classic. Coincidence. A solid
0: guy. Um So i like to do some national observances of from the last week. Did you know that every second Monday in October is National Kick Butt Day?
2: I forgot to kick my butt.
0: Who said it had <laughs> Uh The 13th of October is National No Bra Day. I almost read it read it as No Bro Day. I celebrated No Bro Day. I,
2: I, yeah, I, yeah, I also celebrated has, No bra Day.
0: Good.
1: I'm proud of you. I actually thought it was the 13th when it was... Wait, so... Aw, f- oh,
2: damn, the one day I did wear a bra, right? So yeah, I yeah, actually I know, celebrated No <laughs> Bra
0: Day two days in a row. I was afraid of you. <laughs> the 14th is National Be Bald and Be Free Day. Dang. <laughs> So we, uh, you know who you are. I got too much hair. Um, the second Wednesday in October is National Stop Bullying Day. So I fear for the students the next day. Bullying? Knock it off! <laughs> but then the next day, it's back on. <laughs> Bullying's back at the menu. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you for yesterday too. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Two days worth of bullying. <laughs> uh, don't bully. Um, Please don't bully. Unless it's fucking. Funny. Yesterday, it's seven just <laughs> harassing. Unless it's funny, <laughs> funny fuck you. The uh, October seventeenth is National Edge Day. I, I could have birthday. clicked the link to see what that meant, but I didn't. So I'll leave it up to your interpretation. It's my half birthday. <laughs> oh, that's what it stands Francisco yeah. celebrates their Yeah, birthday. what is what is half birthday? Uh, I do. That's a day when my dog
2: does. With my parents. Is it, Is it your dog do not lose half birthday? No, my, my half, half birthday. Six months
1: in advance. You selfish prick! T- Jesus Christ. I turned 21 six months from yesterday. Okay, so. well, let's celebrate six months from now. Let's bring that up six months from yeah, now. Yeah, Okay. Okay!
0: Uh, and today, the 18th, is National No Beard Day. So there's a lot of hairless related things in the. Uh, Wait, in today? Today. I should today. today.
1: I don't really have a beard ever, but I did shave today. I was going to shave today. Uh,
0: and monthly observances uh, October, do you know, is National Bat Appreciation Month,
1: is it? Or I like, is it October also? A breast like, cancer <laughs> yeah, but like we do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to shed light on some more you October know unknown observances. Uh and Perfect. most importantly, October is National Toilet Tank Repair Month. Did you know that toilet flushing accounts for thirty eight percent of household water usage? So um, uh yeah.
1: I installed a sewage pump in a uh, toilet tank I installed the toilet tank. At one point, I put on a bathing suit, and I got in the tank. Wait, what?
0: There was not sewage in it yet. How? Flushed yet. <laughs> what size? If somebody
1: had flushed during that time...
0: you would have been covered in sewage.
1: I mean, it goes in yeah, the middle part, so it would have been like... Name part,
0: the part of the telephone.
1: Nah, the bottom part. Alright. I don't know. That's just my phone today.
0: Well, if you're uh, on the toilet right now, send us this a... no. <laughs> announcement. Um and then do you have recommendations, Julian? I know Colin shared his. Do you have like a movie podcast? Yeah, I do, do have, have
1: recommendations. Um, watch um uh, Legion on Hulu. It's, it's really good. fucking it's good. good. We just talked a lot fire. about dreams. Um, thanks Luke. Um we just talked a lot about dreams and the whole fucking show is based on like mind readers and like just like going into dream shit. It's like really exceptional. Very, very cool because this guy who's like it's right. I just say watch him, um and then also um oh I've been I watch this guy Papa Gut on YouTube has, like a TikTok too Gut like Papa Gut like P A P A G U T Oh oh oh, oh and he's just a great like he's totally different rational and, like it's great to have people that are just rational and like he nah. he, he does a lot of like current events stuff and some like verbal stuff but he does like he talk a, about um news and some politics and it's just really rational conversation and thought. Uh, which is good. Alright. Matthew? Um, when call and reminded of the TED Talk, I was reminded of the TED Talk that I remind, and I remind people of TED Talks. <laughs> so, I I recommend uh, watching the David Blaine TED Talk on how he wrote the world. I remember holding his breath for the longest time.
0: And Was he I, holding his breath well... Using like was it during the TED talk that he was holding his breath so he wasn't actually speaking? I think it was years
1: after the TED talk.
0: He was holding his breath for years. I think the
1: TED talk was longer than. Like, I it definitely. Oh, because I, uh, yeah. I think he held his breath for seventeen deep. minutes, and the TED talk is twenty minutes. That's it's still okay. fucked up. For, what for seventeen minutes? TED oh. talks usually pretty short. TED oh. talks. What I just Text. said.
0: What did you think? He I was? heard TikTok,
1: and I was like, okay, what? "No, what
0: he said." said like TikTok's uh, normally shorter than twenty minutes. Yeah, the TED Talks like, like, yes. are, or those are
1: like the TEDx ones. Those are like the really short ones. Uh, but he had, like a full blown one because it's it's just really good. I really recommend it. It's like a wild ride because there's a whole part in it where he talks about how he tried to like find ways to like fake it, and he realized that the easiest thing to do would be to just do it for <laughs> real. Like he he had this video. Is that of him? he froze himself too. Is no, he does. I think he brings yeah. that up too. Um, but he had this video in there where he was like, I tr- he tried to like swallow an oxygen tank so that he would have an oxygen tank in his stomach and then the valve would go up his throat and then into his lungs. So you couldn't he would look like a normal person, but would be breathing in an oxygen tank out of water. His mouth closed. And they showed the video of them trying to insert it into his mouth, and he's just like gagging it like in just such in such pain. And then he pauses the video and TikTok and he goes, so I decided the easiest thing to do... Yeah, this good. is me. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I decided the, the best thing to do was just to actually break the record. Wow. Um, wow. But it's really inspiring. I can see. Yeah. It's all good. And then, um, he you just go. did the whole floating over the Yeah. River. I recommend that as well, the Ascension. Yeah. I'm It's He didn't do it over the river because they had to relocate got Arizona. We gotta, we'll he was going to do it over New York. Hmm. But, um, but no, he did it in Arizona. He hmm. got up to, I think... 25,000 feet. Once well, he hit 25,000 feet, he pulled it forward, went down, parachuted it out. Really cool. Flew up in the air, just holding mm-hmm. up. You know, I, I mean, he just, like, attached it. You know. mm-hmm. uh, and then I recommend the book that I'm going to go finish after this. The Bible. <laughs> Not the
0: Bible.
1: Well, I, I guess I would recommend the Bible, too. But <laughs> I don't want to do Bible, so. I think just gotta, you just gotta it. I've read, read a little reading, bit. Right it's, it's been around for a read. while, right? It's, it's, like, old English. Like, 10 years? Okay. Um,
0: they write, like, very
1: passively. You know what I mean? You, you have, have to, like, to, like, read the sentence backwards almost to almost understand what mm-hmm. you're saying because you speak more. like oh, yes. Yeah. Talking about stoning
2: your wife. Um, um, but no, the book... Is that your, the book is that your recommendation? <laughs> bro, yes. the Bible.
1: Um It's called Losing the Nobel Prize by Brian Keaton. Mm. And I started reading it because it was, like, classic. I was in Barnes & Noble when I saw it, and I was like, that looks impressive, so I'm on it when I started reading it. But I got halfway through it and I stopped. But I, I stopped, not because it wasn't interesting, but because it had convinced me that the Nobel Prize it should is. not be awarded anymore. Like, mean, it's a detriment to science movies, what it is. But then the Nobel Prize in Chemistry got awarded this year for a discovery that was made in 2015, so I decided to finish the book because one of the arguments in the book, or one of the things, is the Nobel Prize is
0: well, based off of bill. You gotta let the readers, the people yeah, there. I'm saying I picked the
1: book back up because of the Nobel Prize that was won this time, because it was awarded for a discovery five years ago. Mm-hmm. But the will that the Nobel Prize is based on it. It says to the scientific discovery is to happen this year. And in my opinion, considering I'd already read the paper and the book based off that discovery, was prolific and, and impactful enough that they should have won the Nobel Prize in 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. Also, they award them in October, and nominations close January 31st, so it doesn't really. It doesn't leave people a lot of, a lot of time to get their discoveries in you. can make it the first month of the year and get recognized and nominated. So, it's not really a good system. Yeah, so I recommend that book.
2: Yeah, I got some recommendations. Um, House MD. It's okay. on Amazon Prime. Um, it's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been watching it on and off probably for probably three or four years. i Just got back into it a couple days ago. Um and it's a brilliant medical drama that is witty and just kinda hilarious. And if you want to watch a good medical drama, watch house. Okay. Um I don't know anything about the realisticness of it, but it's written. They really filmed it. So it's really In a house. I mean Okay. Um I got a book recommendation or a book series. Um I've been reading these books like I Would Eat Pringles, uh the past probably two months, uh, Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Great series about like magic in a real society where wizards mm-hmm. are real and all the supernatural is real, but essentially society like just puts them off to the side because mm-hmm. that's what they were told. Um, And they're really riveting books. I think I've gone through Six books in the last two months. I listened to them because they're read by uh, James Marsters, the same guy who plays Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, yeah, it's not really a guilty pleasure, but it's definitely more of a... a pleasure. Yeah, they're just i they're not like literature or anything, but they're entertaining. Yeah, it doesn't they're have to, to be. Anything, but... <laughs> no. I, guess so. I would say mine is a social because I saw it on Netflix. Last week. Oh, did you see that? I mean,
1: yeah, you really
0: see that. It's, it's it's heavy stuff. Yeah, it's it's real. You know, like you know it's real, and you're like, oh, that sucks. What is that? It? It's about um, just like the nature of big social media companies and like how they operate and like monetization and that's what fuels them rather than like the true user friendly experience. Interesting. And like the consequences, and you know, they have interviewed the former. Workers that like were head of the departments and oh. ex- companies, So
1: it's, it's crazy. Yeah,
2: it's like you hear. I've read articles before that are like, yeah, the top people at Facebook don't let their kids use social media. Yeah. And you're like, huh.
0: So I recommend well, giving that a watch because it's like, if you thought you had perspective, you, there's there's always more perspective to see like how impactful this so. um Do you want to end on what you had to talk about? Yeah, you can say that next time. All right, cool. Um, Well, I think they worked out pretty well. Move points at the end. Um, All right, so thank you guys for listening if you made it this far. And we'll try and make this more of a weekly thing. Um, See how far we get into it before we forget where we are. I don't even know who I am. Hello. (laughs) I am am from from ancient Greece. (laughs)
1: Who are you? I, I am from, from ancient, ancient Greece. Greece. That's all How do all I right. mean, How do I uncrack this can to end this uh,
0: can entropy? Well, uh alright, cool. Uh thanks for listening and until next time. Fuck you. Sea assholes. Yeah. yeah, fuck you.